Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy, it's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. As always, I am so glad you're here. I'm insanely obsessed with this community of women that are taking back control of their health and happiness and wanting to learn that in a different way than we ever have before, in a way that serves us so much better. So a couple of months ago, I did an episode that was really popular. Like it got hundreds more downloads than the average episode. And it was a simple episode. It was strength training versus cardiovascular training. Which one is better? And if you know me and you listen to this podcast, you know that whenever I do an episode like this, it's going to be part science, part studies. It's going to be part my personal opinion and experience with working with clients And then it's going to be part tangible things that you can do in your everyday life. So what I want to do is take that strength training and cardiovascular episode a step further. And I want to talk about fed cardio versus fasted cardio and the difference between the two and what one might be better. If you've listened to that last episode, you know that I'm not against doing cardio. I think there's so many coaches in the industry that demonize cardio, and that can actually be really, really beneficial, and it can make our strength training even more powerful. It can increase our endurance, our cardiovascular health, so many things outside of just burning calories. But the problem is we put a huge emphasis on cardio as the foundation of our training when it should be more accessory than it should be foundation. Foundation should be progressive strength training, metabolic conditioning, and then we have more steady state cardiovascular training. What happens is a lot of people make it number one, and then they also do more stressful forms of cardio, or they do it in a way that can be more stressful on the body, which I'm going to get into in this episode. And when we're dealing with an epidemic here with women having a lot of hormonal issues, PCOS, really high cortisol, thyroid issues, we're working against ourselves with how we are doing cardio. So what I want to teach you in this episode is the difference between fed and fasted cardio, because we've all heard of fasted cardio. We know what that is, literally doing cardio when you have nothing in your system at all. 
And I want you to compare the two and make the best choice for your body and the best outcome. And sometimes in these scenarios, that means it's trial and error to find what feels best. It's going to be different for the individual, but I want to tell you what I would recommend a majority of the females that I work with do. So Fasted cardio, we know, is cardio without food in your system, without anything that spikes your blood sugar. So for most people, this is doing this in the morning, unless you're pairing this with intermittent fasting and you're not eating till the afternoon, which again would be my least favorite option. Um, fasted cardio is most likely done in the morning for individuals, which means you wake up in the morning, you can drink water, you can drink things that don't spike blood sugar. However, you do your cardio session and it is fasted. Fed cardio means cardio in a fed state, which means food has been available in the system, in your system, whether it's protein, carbs, or fats, and you are using that to fuel your cardiovascular session. So that's the difference between the two. Let's look at some of the science in fed versus fasted cardio, because fasted cardio has become really, really popular. I actually feel like it's fizzling out a little bit, but I'm still hearing chit chat about it and I'm still getting asked questions about it, which makes me um, want to do an episode on it so we can talk about it. So when it comes to science behind which one is better, there's almost zero science to back up the fact that fasted cardio is better when it comes to fat burning. And what's crazy is you hear so many people talk about like the science behind the science behind. And it like, they're literally talking about one study that is based on data from 273 participants across 27 different studies. So we're talking about a really, really small group understanding that a lot of these studies are done on men. And men have these same hormones every single day of the month. Their hormonal makeup is the same, right? Lucky for them. But ours changes every single week as a female. Our menstrual phase, our follicular phase, ovulation, luteal, our hormones are shifting, which is why not a lot of studies are done on females because there's different variables. It's easier to do them on males. But when we're looking on studies, and especially when we're listening to male coaches online, we have to know that we may not be who they are speaking to, and we may not be their ideal client. So there was another study performed on, they called it fit females, which I don't really love that name, but more athletic-based females. And they put them in a calorie deficit for four weeks calorie deficit for four weeks and paired it. Half of them did fed cardio. Half of them did fasted cardio. That was the only difference. So one of like one group had a shake in the morning um, and then they did their fasted cardio run. One group had no shake at all. And the conclusion is both the fasted and fed cardio groups lost about an average of two pounds of body fat after a four-week long period. So it was the same. There was no difference between it at all. And when they're doing this study on athletes, understand that a lot of times this could be females who have who are very familiar with their hormonal makeup, with where their body is at. So we might not be dealing with like the optimal group 
that I would be dealing with. Like these girls probably wouldn't be my ideal clients because I work with a lot of women that feel like their body is broken, feel like something hormonally is going on. What once worked is no longer working. And in this situation, we have to come at it from a different standpoint and understand that when hormones are out of whack, right? When we're, especially when we're talking about sex hormones, we're always going to look at blood sugar and cortisol. So insulin and cortisol. And let's just have a conversation about what happens when you are in a fasted state. So ideally, the reason people love fasted cardio is because what they think happens is, okay, when your body is doing cardio in this fasted state, glucose is not available, which means your stored carbohydrates are not available. And when those are available, it will use that as your main source of fuel. So if you didn't eat until the night before, you don't have as many of those stored carbohydrates or glycogen. Those are depleted through sleep and through hours of not um, putting them back into your system. So insulin levels are lower So your body will choose fat for that stored energy. Your body will choose fat to fuel that cardiovascular workout versus the carbs that are stored carbohydrates. Understand that our body actually prefers carbohydrates as its main source of fuel, but that's what would happen in in an ideal situation. But most of us are not in ideal situations. So what happens is glycogen is low, insulin is low, our blood sugar is being impacted. And when we're dealing with a body that's already overly stressed, that's adding more stress to the situation. That's spiking our, right? So what happens is our cortisol spikes even more in the morning. When our cortisol spikes in the morning, our blood sugar is way more likely to be dysregulated throughout the day, which means that, okay, we might feel somewhat decent when we're doing our fasted cardio, but what happens after? We are so hungry. We're ravenous. We feel like we're snacking throughout the day. Our body isn't satisfied. Our nervous system feels a little bit dysregulated. And that right there can send us into a loop where we can deplete whatever we did in the beginning of the day because our body just doesn't feel regulated and cortisol is high. And maybe we're eating these really big meals, or maybe we're making love to the snack cupboard because stress feels high and like blood sugar feels really dysregulated. So it's always saying that what's happening in that moment, it's really important to pull back from and look at this picture as a whole right? If you are somebody that didn't sleep great the night before, we're dealing with high cortisol, you feel like you have a hormone imbalance, going and doing long bouts of cardio in the morning in a fasted state is simply just not going to be for you. If you're sitting on the other side of this and you're like, yeah, but Katie, fasted cardio actually worked for me. That's amazing. If it works for you and you're feeling good and you're getting the results that you want in a healthy way, in a way that supports your body long-term, I will never fight that. I've been in this industry for years and I've seen some crazy things work for some people and it not work for others at all, right? We're different humans, different bodies, different mindsets. So if you're feeling amazing and it's working and it's healthy long-term, then my advice for you is keep going right? This might not be the episode for you. Or maybe it will encourage you to try cardio in a fed state just to see how you feel. Maybe you think you feel good, but you could feel even better in a fed state. 
So I will typically recommend most women doing cardio in a fed state. Number one, it's just going to be more level for our blood sugar, more level for our cortisol. Number two, we're typically able to push our body a little bit more when we're doing the cardio sessions. We all know the cardio where we just feel exhausted and lethargic and like we have to be sipping on caffeine to even keep going, right? That's not what it's meant for. Health, working out, moving our body is meant to make us feel good. It's meant to give energy back to our body, not deplete it. And for most people, that means doing it in a fed state. And here's one other thing that I want to point out is that, well, steady state cardio can be useful. I'm a huge fan of metabolic conditioning with cardio. And metabolic conditioning is going to be strength and endurance put together. And when you do those things together, that's very, very hard to do in a fasted state. You can, yes. However, why do it in a fasted state when you can do it in a fed state with glycogen present with stored carbohydrates present that are fueling your workout. So you can go longer, you can push yourself more, you can optimize building muscle. There are so many benefits of doing things in a fed state. A lot of times we're so focused in, hyper-focused in on the calorie burn that we're not pulling back and looking at the picture as a whole and realizing that we could be feeling so much better and that it doesn't have to be miserable and it doesn't have to feel like we're pulling teeth. So take it, take, take this for what it is. I want you to think about what might be best for your body. When it comes to cardio in general, steady state cardio, I usually don't recommend more than two to three sessions a week. And I want you to be doing more progressive strength training than you are cardio, or at least the same amount. Unless we're training for a marathon. In that case, your training is going to look really, really different, right? You will pro, you will, 100% be doing it in a fed state versus a fasted state. But I still think strength training is really important to support the cardio that you're doing. So when it comes to steady state, no more than two to three a week, making sure that progressive strength is the foundation and the base first that you're putting a lot of your energy to. The cardio is just an accessory to that. When it comes to metabolic conditioning, this can be done in a couple of different ways. My favorite way is kettlebell training. I absolutely love kettlebell training. If you've ever picked up a kettlebell before or done kettlebell swings, you know that your heart rate gets up. It's hard on your muscles, right? So it's strength, it's cardio, it's endurance, and it is true metabolic conditioning at its finest. There are other ways that we can get this too. Um, Think of like your zone five cardio, which would be like sprinting on a treadmill. So these are things that you don't want to do for more than 20 seconds, right? You shouldn't be able to sprint for more than 20 seconds if you're sprinting at your true zone five sprint pace. So zone five is like the max heart rate. Zone one is I could, this is easy breezy. It's like a walk outside. You could have a conversation the whole time and it goes up from there. With women, we like to optimize our zone two cardio, which is going to be your steady state cardio and our zone five. What happens is most people are training in the zone three and the zone four, which for women is known to spike the most cortisol. 
And when, again, when cortisol is present, it's really hard for our body to be able to um, lose weight, to be able to burn fat efficiently. Uh, there's nothing wrong with spiking cardio, but we don't want these long sessions in zone three and four. So that's why you see like bodybuilders when they're le- getting up to their show, they're keeping stress really low. They're doing that zone two cardio or when we're talking about athletes and metabolic conditioning, we're in like the zone five, really, really short sprints. But again, think about what most women are doing. We're in the three and four for long periods of time, which ends up working against us. So I know I gave you a lot to think about in this episode. Try not to overthink it too much. I want you to test out, see what's best for your body. I don't need to test out fasted cardio anymore because I know that it just does not work for me. I don't feel good. Even if I have a half a banana before my workout, I feel so much better, so much stronger. My mind feels clear and I can go for longer. And I find that's the case with most women. But you have to take this information that you learned today and figure out what works for you and your body. Know that it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Give yourself a time, a calibration period to figure out what works. You'll know pretty quickly quickly within a week or two if it's working or if it's not working. So let me know what you thought of this episode. If you're listening and loving it and you're just like diving into this platform and learning so much, I would love if you could leave me a review. Click out of this podcast, leave me a five-star rating and a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. It's just me at my desk here in Denver, and this is how we continue to grow the podcast and the community is the ratings and reviews. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a ton, and I will see you in the next episode. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.